Season 1, Episode 7. The 12 universal laws are thought to be intrinsic, unchanging laws of the universe in ancient cultures have always initially known. These laws are often associated with the Ho'oponopono, a meditation freedom originating in the Hawaiian culture. Most say there are 12 universal laws or principles, but Hermetism, a branch of spiritual philosophy dating back to as early as the first century AD, outlined by an author, Hermes Trismegistus, who is believed to have written the Emerald Tablet in the Corpus Hermeticum, two highly influential ancient teachings, suggest there's only seven universal laws. Commonly, 12 universal laws are 1. Divine Oneness, 2. Vibration, 3. Correspondence, 4. Attraction, 5. Inspired Action, 6. Perpetual Transmutation of Energy, 7. Cause and Effect, 8. Compensation, 9. Relativity, 10. Polarity, 11. Rhythm, and 12. Gender. But Hermetism suggests the seven laws are the principles of one, metal, metal, metalism, two, correspondence, three, vibration, four, polarity, five, rhythm, six, cause and effect, and seven, gender. You know, the common ones being gender, correspondence, cause and effect, vibration, and rhythm. It's not coincidental. You know, in ancient times, they were connected to spirit more uniquely than the Western civilizations that we live. So why is there a vast difference in the laws of principle of heaven and earth? I believe that is due to the philosophies of East and West. Ancient Egypt was an expansive culture that connected to heaven and earth much differently than that of the Western world. In ancient Egypt, there were much more connected to higher powers and higher beliefs than the West world is due to criticisms, self-sabotage, and even disassociation with the universe as a whole. Western philosophies like Western medicine are very one way, while Eastern and ancient philosophies span centuries are, ex are expansive and fluid. Whether you choose to follow the common Universal 12 or the Hermetic 7, you need to balance you need balance with heaven and earth in order to lead a fulfilled and spiritual journey of oneness. Now let's talk about applying the Universal 12 and the Hermetic 7 in our lives. I hope you enjoy this podcast. It's going to be very informative and it's going to be very spiritually connected. So sit back, take a seat, and let's get going. So today we're talking the Universal Laws that govern our results in life. It's like the law of gravitivity. Universal laws work whether we are aware of them, understand them, or believe in them. Universal law number one says the law of divine oneness. Oneness. Everything is connected to everything, and everyone is connected to everyone. We are brothers and sisters with the divine nature, and every thought, belief, word, or action of one affects every being that is, or is, or will be, directly or indirectly. So what does that mean? To figure it out in literal meaning of this, we should summarize the individual meaning of the sentence by pieces. Every equals all contents. Thing equal a material thing that can be seen or touched. Is exist as connected. A relationship in every person, thing, or idea is linked or associated with everything else. To everything. Now that you have some sense of the statement, let's see how it actually applies. There exists a set of given things. The relation, there is a relationship in between every given thing and a set relationships. However, between any ideas or people either do not exist or are simply not being addressed. If it, if it exists in a relationship to all things, it must be a set of things. If they are things, they are material and, uh, and concrete. Once, the, once there is a clear boundary defined as to what we are trying to understand, we can now examine possibilities and go farther into detail, no matter within the question limits. For example, what are the possible types of connection between the physical objects within the set? 
what does that mean to all of us? How do we apply this idea into our everyday lives? Beyond our senses, every thought, action, and, ev and event is some way connected to anything and everything else. So we must understand compassion with others and recognizing that we are all one. Working this law, how can I show more compassion and acceptance towards those I don't understand? And what would love do? There is divinity within each of us, and we are all infinite worth to our Heavenly Father. So we must recognize that and have faith. We are all one. We are of all nature. We are of one energy. We are all one universe, and we must accept our oneness. That's relevant to today's times in many ways because there's a divide. There's a hesitation. There's an, um, a lack of acceptance of everyone. Is it because of all the change happening in our world? Or is it because science isn't driving a lot of the things anymore, but rather bureaucracy and control? I can go on you know, to topic, but we won't go into you know personal beliefs or things like that. But we have to understand, we need to accept one another, regardless of race, religion, creed, color, etc., etc. I was raised to believe that everyone is equal, regardless of gender, color, or any of the you know traditional topics. Being a woman in today's you know workforce, I do see. A division but I don't see a hesitation if you're a strong enough woman to work in what's considered a man's world then you need to step up to the plate and take control now I'm not saying women are weak what I'm saying is you have to have enough self-confidence and a self-worth and to do that you must accept the divine oneness and you must accept your desires, your emotions, your visions, whatever it may be, in order to really understand the thought process of being in control of yourself, being in control of your mindset, your thoughts, your feelings, all control your outcome in life. And if you walk into a room with any kind of hesitation, that energy is felt from the audience. So don't do that. Which leads us to the second law, universal law, the law of vibration. God created the universes so that it vibrates, moves, and travels in a circular patterns or motions. Nothing rests. And all things are made of energy. You are made of energy. Your feelings, emotions, visions, desires, thoughts, dreams, world, and will extract will attract and resonate with energies with similar frequencies. So what does that mean? You know, I say my husband is you, my yin to my yang. A lot of people laugh at that because that makes no sense to some people. But if you understand the law of energy, you understand that sometimes his imbalance is my balance and vice versa. When you bless adversity and act in gratitude as if you already have an R, what you desire, then it will come to you. So if you attract the energy that you are the best at what you are doing, then you will release that vibrational energy and that vibrational frequency will be heard and felt across the realms. The, the scriptures often speak out rejoicing in our tribulations because joy attracts joy as much as misery loves company. So do you love company? Are you a misery? The law of vibration, you may be able to receive money, but perhaps you can't hold on to it. Because vibrationally, you could be operating at a lower level. So if you balance your energies, in our body, our chakra system is our energies. So if you balance them in harmony, you will be able to extend 
the proper vibration so that when you get money, you will honor it. You know, we have a lot of people that in the world of energy that believe in money trees. Money doesn't grow on trees, people. Well, in this essence, it does because money is paper in some in some facets. But <coughs> excuse me, when when you think about the notion of money, money doesn't grow on trees. We've heard that our whole life. That's what our parents taught us. But does it? If if money were energy, what would it be to you? Think of it as a way to elevate your frequency. Good vibes for you are good vibes for everyone. There are lots of great practices, including Yoda. Y Yoda. We all love baby Yoda, right? We all love yoga, sound, ba uh, sound baths, and chakra work. But what does that mean? What are those? What are those practices for people? Is yoga just stretching and you know breathing energy? No, it goes beyond that. Yoga releases those energies of your chakras to allow you to balance everything within you and within you is that energy so that leads us to the next one which is the law of action faith without works is dead I've heard that statement for so long <clears throat> the difference between you you are and who you want to be is what you do when you engage in inspired actions that support your faith and belief that means you are achieving the law of action the law of action is closely related to the law of, of attraction because, <coughs> pardon me, I can't breathe today. The law inspired action is all about taking those real actionable steps to invite what we want into our lives. So if you wake up every day and you say it's going to be a beautiful day, well, by God, it's going to be a beautiful day. If you wake up today and you say, oh, it's going to be a miserable day. It's raining outside and it's gloomy and it's gross. Well, you know what? It's going to be a gloomy, dark day for you. So when you wake up every day, say to yourself, today is another day. Today is a beautiful day. And by God, that will happen. <clears throat> and I laugh at that because my mother said that to me my entire life. But it never really made sense to me until I got older because as I became a teenager and I was going through you know, the, the, the trials and tribulations of a teenager. Oh my God, what was that in the 90s? You know what I mean? It made me realize that the laws of attraction and the laws of action and how they correspond is so meaningless to a child because they're still learning about faith, actions, spirituality themselves. So you can't expect a child to just pick up and know all of these principles of life at such young ages. And that's why you can't expect a child to make decisions about the rest of their life at an age like that. There's so much going on in today's world that I'm not going to go into specific details, but there are things that need to be understood from a level of children have no way of making choices of long-term reality at the age of 8, 9, 10, 12, even 16 years old. So we shouldn't expect them to be able to decide things at those ages. You know, growing up, we were taught at 16, you're going to go out and get a job because that was the legal age to work. Um, before that, generations before that, it was, you know, as early as, you know, 10 or 12. If you worked on a farm that you were already working when you were 5 and 6, but point being times have changed but the one thing that still doesn't resonate with me or I understand in today's world is when we talk about when you're an adult when you're an adult you have to make decisions for yourself if you are an adult at 18 then you should be an adult across the board not just for certain things so you know when we talk about the universal laws we need to teach children these things at younger ages we shouldn't be waiting until they're in college to understand the laws of you know the laws of heaven and earth now you know what does the laws of heaven and earth mean to a child well there's a lot of things that it means because it it helps them understand reality it helps them understand that you know for every action there is a reaction that's common sense science right they're taught that at a young age 
but are they taught how to apply it? One thing that I feel that our world is missing, at least the United States, I can't speak for the rest of the world because I've never been in school there, but we, we wait till they're in high school to teach them the, the sciences of things. You know, my nephew is 13 years old and he has loved science since the day he could go to school. And he's so knowledgeable, he's like a bookworm. But he can't take those classes in school until he gets into high school. Is that fair to him? No. So what does he do? He learns it from dad. Who, Dad is a bookworm. My brother is the biggest nerd I've ever met in my life. But he is so inspiring because he is giving that to his children now. And and I, and I, I look at that because I didn't take chemistry until I was in high school. I did lousy at chemistry. I did lousy in geometry as well, but yet I use geometry every day of my life without realizing it. But you know why? Because I learned at a later time in life that there are other ways to figuring things out other than the way that it's taught in school. The way kids do math and science these days is so beyond me that I can't even help my niece or nephew with their homework even if I tried. Simple division, long division, is not taught in school anymore. They're taught these shortcuts that take longer to, to answer a question than they take to even write it on paper, let alone do the work. So why are we doing that to our children? Well, it comes back to the laws of attraction. We need to learn at a younger age that we can apply these things to life. So, you know, we talked about, we talked about the first three principles, the law, the law of oneness, the laws of vibration, and the laws of action. And we've kind of touched on the laws of attraction, which is the seventh universal law. But all of that being said, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and then we're going to talk about the next law, which is the law of correspondence. Law of correspondence is kind of a quirky one, but <clears throat> there's ways to apply it in your life. And I think you'll be interested in what we have to say next. So take a break with me. Listen to this song from a, our selection at Artlist.io and we will be right back.
as overwhelmed with the ideas and the topics that we're discussing today as I am. I just feel like it's not really ever talked about the laws of heaven and earth, the principles of heaven and earth. You know, laws to me are things that we must follow. Principles are ideals and acceptances. So you're told don't break the law, but your principles are those that you abide by. So universal law or principle rule number three is the law of action, which we just discussed. The fourth is the law of correspondence. As the years go by, this law becomes more and more obvious to me. Because everything that is above reflects the below, and your outer world reflects your inner world. Universal and etherical principles have a corresponding principle in the physical plane. Everything that is temporal reflects the higher spiritual eternal law, which is written in Matthew 6.10. You can take domination or change your circumstances from inside out. But how do we understand the law of correspondence? This law states that the patterns repeat throughout the universe. And on a personal level, our reality is a mirror of what's happening inside of us at the moment. Think about that. Our reality is a mirror of what's happening inside us at the moment. So this, so think about that. As above, so below. As within, so without. How do you, how do you apply that? So what's happening for you, not to you. So that means the things that are happening in your life are happening for you, not to you. Things don't happen to you. Your action is a source of your reaction, just like we talked about the before. So things are happening for you because of the energy that you put out there. If our life is, if your life is chaotic and fearful, this is because there is chaos and fear within. If your life seems calm and grounded, it's because you feel peace within. So find peace within. You know, emotional stability comes with the law of correspondence. If you have peace within, you resonate peace without. Asking what the situation can show you about yourself and what, what requires healing within. You know, I, I talked last... A couple, a couple episodes ago, I believe, I mentioned Breath of Energy of Healing. Breath of Energy of Healing, she is not just a sound healer or an empath. She allows you to find your inner child. She does inner child work. And a lot of people don't understand the concept of inner child healing. If you, if you visit breathofenergyhealing.com, and understand Joanne's methodology of her metaphysics and how she applies them to real, real life, you'll be very surprised. That is what the law of correspondence is all about. Understanding what is within you to understand the best version of you. And without that, you're going to be stuck for a very long time. And that kind of goes into the next universal principle which is the law of cause and effect. The law of cause and effect can, can be explained in many ways. It can, it can be explained as there are no accidents. What happens to you happens to you for a reason. Every cause, your thought, your word, your action has an effect, result, or consequence. As I've been saying since the beginning of this, Every action has a reaction. We as the agents of this idea choose which direction we go. And with each choice, we create the, circum the circumstances that align with that choice. So when you make a choice to break a law, there's, an, a, there's a consequence to that effect, right? Well, it's the same thing with your mind, your body, and your soul. When you choose to have negative feelings you're going to get negative reactions. Choices create circumstances. And your choices are your personal responsibility. 
your thoughts, your feelings, your actions are all experiences within you for freedom and be more intentional in what what you choose to create so it's it's one of those things where being straightforward the law highlights the direct relationship between actions and events we always talk about the effects you can't see them right away sometimes the effects are long term something that happened to you as a child and i talked to you a minute ago about breath of energy healing and inner child healing something that happened to you as a child can affect you as an adult because for a period of time you could have blocked it out so it goes back to trust that every action you have will have a reaction good or bad what you put out there may not come back to you at the moment but the vibration, that energy you put out there, has the ripple effect. If you're coming from a place of anger and resentment because of something that happened to you as a child, you put that energy out there. And you eventually will be affected by that result. So find peace now. Find peace before it's too late. Find peace so that you can feel a peace of mind in everything that you do. So, you know, take a moment to think about those two things that we just talked about. The law of, the law of correspondence and the law of cause and effect. They all intertwine. All the principles and the laws that we talk about here today are all intertwined. It's all about the energies that we put out there for ourselves and for others. It's not about the vibrations of the energies that we put out because those vibrations are transmitted at different levels for different people so i want you to take a moment i want you to enjoy this next song from artlist.io help you put your you know peace at ease for a minute so you can enjoy just a few minutes and we'll be right back and we're going to continue talking about the the remaining principles um, so we can wrap up today, but I want you to, I want you to keep listening because, you know, it's not just from my perspective, you know, I've been taught these things for a long time, but you may not ever really think about it until you've heard it from somebody else. So take a break. We'll be right back. Listen to the song from Artlist.io and I will be right back.
I hope you enjoyed that song. That was a song called Wishing Star by Ziv Moran. Um, instrumental music I get from Artlist.io. All right, we're back from the break. Um, we're going into the next universal law, which is the law of compensation. And when you first hear that, you first think compensation usually means money, right? Well, actually, it's actually closely related to the law of attraction, the law of correspondence. You've heard the term, you reap what you sow. It's the main takeaway of this law, stating that your efforts will always come back to you positively. positively. If you are seeking something, you must contribute in some way towards your goal. You can't just sit back and reap the rewards of others. You, you have to work towards it. You know, the, if you work toward the law in a manner that attracts or compensate for love and support, for example, where am I being called to serve and support others today? Well, I felt like my call was to provide you my insights to these things today. So I hope to, you know, not necessarily be compensated monetarily, but compensated in a way that, you know, karma is good for me. The golden rule, you know, Luke 631, we reap what we sow. So the law of compensation teaches us that we can expect rewards, blessing, miracles, and prosperity when we choose what is right in alignment with our life's purpose. You can find that in Romans 4.4. 4. When you are the source of love, joy, peace, trust, and abundant generosity, you will always be the recipient of these gifts. It's not wrong to receive, but clearly it is better to give cheerfully because that is the only way to receive and in turn to expand our capacity to give more. We also must let go of our attachment to how the blessing is coming back or who is coming from. You can expect again to sit back and reap the rewards of others you have to work for things things aren't just given to you unless you're that you know spoiled brat that you know mom and dad never taught you anything and i hate to say it that way because you know that sounds very negative but the reality is when kid when kids are brought up and i keep going back to kids i don't have any of my own but if i had kids i would teach them from a very young age that you're going to work for what you get in your life, just like I did. I didn't, my mom and dad didn't buy me my first car when I was 16. I didn't have my first car until I was 19 years old. And I paid $3,000 for it. And I'm proud of that little piece of junk Ford Escort that I had. Not saying that Ford's crappy or anything. I'm just saying, you know, that car meant a lot to me because I earned every piece of money that went towards buying it. And... 25 years later, here I am buying my third car from that same dealership in Bartlett, Tennessee, which I'm very proud to, to support because they've been great to our family. But on the other hand, you know, here, here we are, you reap what you sow. In 2020, we all had to sit back and think about what's going to be the next step. Are we going to get past this? Are we going to get past this pandemic that was, you know, that has forced us to sit back and wait. Well, I'm not one of those people to sit back and wait. I'm going to be bringing you the next edition of everything I can bring you because I don't sit back and wait for things to happen. I take action. So I hope you I hope you get that from the from the podcast that I present to you because each of these things has been lessons that I learned along the way. And I can teach you things that you may not have known or I can give you ideas or or um, uh, philosophies that can make you think about it on your own. I'm not saying I'm the one that has the answers. I'm not saying every doctor is the one that has answers. My experience has been I have to rely on many people to get me the answers that I need to make my life better. And I hope you do the same. So don't just expect one person to tell you what to do. You know, again, the law of compensation does correspond to the law of attraction which we're going to go into detail about the law of attraction now we talked about that briefly when we talked about the law of action but again going back to it we reap what we sow every every action has a reaction you know we are all one everything that we're talking about today and I, I laugh because I always say we I feel like I'm always with somebody I'm with you you guys are listening to me so we are one you know, my voice gives you the energy that you need to understand these principles. 
And, and so we go to the next step, which is the law of attraction. When we ask and how we have faith to know it is possible, we are ready to receive, says Mark eleven twenty four. For as he is thicketh in the heart, so is he, in Proverbs 23, 7. And I probably just murdered that. For as he thinketh in heart, so is he. In Matthew 5, Jesus taught the anger and lust are just a homicide and adultery because our thoughts become things. That is a very, very good point. Our thoughts become things. When you think something, it becomes energy. When you think something, it becomes something. And when we talk about the law of attraction, it's the it's probably the most talked about universal law because we use it a lot in manifestation. It says that like like attracts like <laughs> and you get what you focus on so when you want to manifest something it is your thought your thought is that manifestation so if you're thinking today's going to be a beautiful day today's going to be a beautiful day like i said earlier but if you think today's going to be a lousy day it's going to be a lousy day because that's what she manifested so when you wake up every day manifest the positive manifest the the law of joy, happiness, love, forgiveness, everything. Which is very similar to the law of vibration in, in many ways. It is important to learn how to vibrate at a level that attracts what you're seeking. So if you have low energy, you're not going to attract high energy frequencies. If you want love, but you don't give love, for example, you're sending the universe a message about your priorities. If you repeat an affirmation, but you don't believe what you're saying, it's useless. You can't think something and not do something with it. When we focus on when you focus on what you want versus what you don't want, it will show up in your life. So if you don't want a deadbeat boyfriend, husband, whatever, don't manifest one. If you don't want a unruly child, don't manifest one. Your thoughts, your actions, your energies, your actions number 1 create positive actions when you create negative when you manifest negative actions negative actions create consequences unruly children are are driven by unruly parents bottom line so we must we must take that into consideration which takes us into you know doing is not enough you must have the right mindset the right attitude and the right intention because you will attract not what you want or what you work for, but what you think and what you are. So let's, let's break that down. The right attitude, the right intention will attract not what you want or work for, but what you think and what you are. Break that down again. The right intention will attract what you want or work for so if you intention good things good things will happen bottom line that's not just you know a phrase that you know what i what what my parents used to call tree huggers and hippies that's not just it's not just the thought of the crazy peoples that love energy no it is a reality you guys when you manifest positivity positivity happens when you manifest negativity negativity happens i learned this the hard way you know, the entire time I was in college, I did not like being there. I, and I'm not talking about my first round of college. I'm talking about my second round of college. My second round of college was at university, okay? And there's a lot of talk these days about what you really learned at university. It's what you, what you choose to take out of it. I took many things out of it. But one thing I did know is I did not leave there understanding concepts of my future based on what I was studying. Now I studied communication, mass journalism. Now that is a topic that, ooh, that's a very negative thing to talk about these days because of what's going on. You can't, you, you can't believe what you hear. Fake news, oh, we've heard that, all fake news. Well, you know what guys, sometimes you have to think about it from your own perspective before you can decide if it's fake or not. We heard for a year and a half, fake news, fake news, fake news, fake, actually no, we heard it more for four years. We heard fake news, well, 
my entire time in communication journalism school taught me that if you don't sit and listen to what is being said to you, you can't understand what is being said to you. And what do I mean by that? What, what I mean by that is you have to listen. You can't talk over somebody. If you listen to the words that people are saying, you might have a better understanding. When I hear t people talking about let's have a constructive conversation, and then it goes to yelling and screaming matches. Come on, we've all seen The Real Housewives. We've all seen it, right? There's not one episode that is constructive conversation with any of that. And I'm going to be the first one to tell you I'm, I'm addicted to those shows, just like many of you other people that are listening, so don't deny it. Just like I'm a fan of the Vanderpump Rules show. You know what? Bravo created something that people watch. Well, you know what? People watch it because it's a depiction of what they have seen, what they've heard. I look at it as a, of a way that I don't want to live my life. I, I look at it as a reminder as I'm blessed to be where I am today. And some people laugh at me when I say that because I've said that many times. I watch The Housewife as a reminder of what I don't want to be. Okay? When you, when you look at somebody else's life as a perception of what you want, if you admire somebody over... over abundantly or you know you exaggerate a love for something say a celebrity you know celebrities have stalkers well you know what they create them okay when when you have somebody that likes to talk about you somebody likes to follow you when you when you when you attract that you attract negativity in a way so what can you do to replace that we all had the best blessing we could have had in the last 15 years. How, how long has Facebook been? I don't even know. Anyway, bottom line is Monday this week was probably the best thing that could have happened to the world. Social media was shut down for a total of six hours. Raise your hand or give me a shout out on, fa on I'm going to say on Facebook, but don't go to Facebook. Give me a shout out on any of your podcast channels and tell me, did you survive the social media lockout of 2021. Because let me tell you, that that lockout of 2021 from social media was probably the most blissful day of our lives. Because we did not have things being thrown at us in so many different ways that we couldn't see straight. And that is just an example of one of the next laws, which is the laws of relativity. And I laugh because everything in the law of relativity says everything works together for our good, says Romans 8.28. Our life is an opportunity to learn, to grow, to progress. And every person is given a series of tests, challenges, and situations with purpose, with purpose to strengthen them and to connect or draw them closer to God. Everything that you do in this life, this world, this being, is your opportunity to grow, to learn, and to connect with God. I didn't grow up in a religious household. I grew up in a uh, fundamental household, let's say. Let, um, what I mean by that? A uh, fundamental household for me was my, my parents taught my brother and I to think for ourselves. Don't let people dictate to you what you have to live, what you have to believe. I didn't go to church every Sunday. Hell, I went to church maybe twice a year if I was lucky, you know. But I didn't learn about God through church, through religion. I learned about God through spirituality and through circumstance. I talked to you about, you know, my parents passing away with cancer. And that's what drove me to where I am today. And I always repeat that statement because they are the reason I am talking to you today. They are the reason that I have healed and I have grown and I have become better. Because the exact reason of the law of relativity, life happens for you, not to you. Acknowledge and accept hardships and stepping stones rather than stumbling blocks. I've been a student of circumstance. I have been a student of life. Um, 
it has helped me become a better me, a better version of me. And if we are driven by social media to compare things in our world, but in reality, everything becomes neutral. So when you compare yourself to that celebrity that you, you, you aspire to be, you become neutral. You are not yourself. You're not your own energy. You're not manifesting what you want to be. It's good to look up to someone, but it's not good to want to be someone. Relative, relative, I can't even say the word, guys. Relativism exists in all things. And in the end, meaning comes down to perspective and perception. Understand the tougher parts of your life with greater compassion. If you're feeling ungrateful for your living situation, it could be because you've been comparing your arrangement with someone else. That goes back to what I just said. If you aspire to be someone else, you will never be yourself. We all love music. We all love entertainment. But you don't have to be just like them. Become a version of them. That's okay. But appreciate the things that you have without needing to compare it to something else. And I and I that goes back to the concept of what I just said. I watch the Housewives shows as an example of what I don't want my life to be. It's entertainment, guys. It's not reality. It's called the Real Housewives. These women are not housewives. A housewife is a woman that stays home, takes care of the kids, and takes care of the house. These women don't do that. They're working citizens of entertainment. So don't compare yourself as a woman, housewife, whatever you want to call it, house husband. We have those these days. It's okay. House husbands are okay, says Michael Keaton. Okay, guys? It is okay to be a stay-at-home person. Period. It is okay. You don't have to have the nicest new car. You don't have to have the nicest outfit. You don't have to wear, you know, Versace. Granted, I love Versace. But you don't have to have those things. If your world is not supposed to have them, don't thrive for them. If your world is to be that middle class person, it's okay. It's okay. So again... Take things with greater compassion. Take things with an understanding that relativity is reality. Okay, guys, let's take a break. We'll come back and we're going to talk about some other laws, polarity and rhythm, and perpetual transmutation of energy. That's always the tongue twister for me. But when we talk about them, you'll better understand them. So let's take a break. We'll be right back. And we're back. So we're going into the, the tongue twister for me. The law of perpetual transmutation of energy. What does that mean, guys? Well, transmutation is the action of changing or the state of being changed into another form. Transmutation is a, tra is a transformation in a conversation because energy is constant motion. We are encouraged to transform in Romans 12, too. As daughters, and, as daughters of God, we can harness the creative power within us to change our lives, but not without aligning to higher, higher laws and forsaking the self-importance of believing our case is a unique or our own situation. The law of perpetual transformation of energy states that higher vibrational energies consume lower energies. It's the let go and let God allow this... Uh, and the surrender law any fear-based resistance like control or perfectionism blocks divine providence and grace of manifesting and manifesting our lives if you're around a negative person you're gonna feel your positivity depleting that's just one example but you can also work the other way around higher frequencies transmute lower ones when applied with intention so if you can actively seek to uplift negative energy around you by maintaining, by maintaining positive thoughts and actions, it's that simple. 
when you, again, when you think positively, positivity things happens. You know, we, it, the law also states that on an energetic level, everything in the universe is constantly evolving and fluctuating. Energies fluctuate. We all have our ups and we all have our downs. That's why life is ups and downs. You know, they talk about perfection being a block. That was my biggest problem in my life when I started this business in 2017. I can't do math today. Sorry, guys. Bottom line is perfectionism is not a good trait. If you try to be perfect, you are never going to get anywhere in life. If you try to be the best version of you, though, you will get far in life. And that's what I've learned. And that's why I'm giving this message to you. Because when I became the best version of me, I give you the best version of me. <laughs> so, you know, think about those things, guys, as you're, as you're going through these laws and how, how to apply these in your life. It's the simple steps in life, the principles of life. If, if you're positive, positive things will happen. I can't keep stressing that fact enough. And, and taking that to the next level is going to allow you to be better at everything that you do. And when you do that, your life becomes so much more. You cannot let negative people or negative situations keep you back from becoming the best version of you. I don't like talking about certain things in my life because those thoughts and those energies manifest negative things. So that's why I don't bring them up. I've had to say that to a couple of people in my life because they constantly say, oh, look what this did or look what that did. I don't want to hear about those things because they're negative thoughts and they're negative perceptions of something that happened before. Let's get past it. Yes, things happen, but we learn from them and we move on. That actually goes right into the law of polarity. The law of polarity states that everything in life has an opposite, good and evil, love and fear, warm and cold. So when we realize that for every bad reaction, there could be a good reaction. Think about the changes in the United States. We talk about how, how we haven't evolved. We haven't evolved because we haven't let go. Every time I hear the, the song Frozen, let it go, let it go, let it go, it reminds me that once you let things go, you can move on. When you keep harping and, th and keep bringing up something that happened for so long, for so many different reasons, you don't get past it. It becomes that constant in your life that doesn't let you move forward. And that... It's a better understanding that there are two sides of the of, of the same coin. You know, think, think about a two-headed quarter. People that cheated people with a two-headed quarter never got anywhere in life because they they didn't they wanted to cheat people. They wanted to they wanted to uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They wanted to be stuck. You know, there's opposition in all things. We appreciate the light in the darkness, the joy in the sorrow. The compassion and solitude. Hot and cold, up and down, sad or glad, good or bad. Everything has an opposite. We can see and feel the difference. And we choose for ourselves. Without one, one with the other would not exist. And one is created out of the absence of the other. Says Isaiah 45.7. We can see and feel the difference. And choose for ourselves. So think about that in today's reality. We can choose for ourselves. We are all human beings that understand the law of polarity. The law of polarity is simple. Attract through the, the law of the mantra. All contrasts bring more clarity. If you're facing a difficult situation, like a breakup or a health challenge, for example, tune in to what the opposite looks like. What can reveal a new perspective or lesson? My example of that is I was diagnosed I was diagnosed with lupus five years ago, but that isn't my reality. My reality is yes, I live with it, but it doesn't define me. It doesn't it doesn't drive me. It only makes me want to do more in a shorter period of time, if anything. Because I know my time is limited here on this earth. And once you accept that you will be open up to so many more things and you will be open to do so many more things. 
So when you attract an opposite, you are simply manifesting the law of polarity. Negative and positives. It's the law of energy, period. A yin to a yang. A his to a hers, a positive to a negative. They're all the same thing. They all mean opposites attract. Opposites attract, guys. It's okay. I wish I had that song, Opposites Attract. <laughs> it would be perfect for that. But, you know, that only takes you into the law of rhythm. The law of rhythm, which is a part, of, a natural part of the universe. It, it says that what comes around goes around. And what goes up must come down. Everything that goes up must come down, right, guys? It's like, the, it's like a space shuttle going into space. They got to come back sometime, right? All energy vibrates and moves accordingly to a certain rhythm. Everything has natural cycles, seasons, patterns, stages of development. A calendar year has four different cycles, the four stages of seasons. Winter, spring, summer, fall. We go through those cycles every day, just like the cycles of the moon. Each cycle is a reflection of the regularity of God's universe. To master each rhythm, you must rise above any negative part of that cycle. Stay and flow throughout the rhythms of life. After the storm, at least comes the calm. For every storm, there is a calm. God works in patterns and we must, must work that way too. Again, it's a part of the natural cycle of the universe. Everything that goes up must come down. Um... You can think about it, like I said, in the seasons of the earth, in our lives. We can remember that integration is just an important growth. You know, when you manifest intentions on the new moon cycle, good things happen. I do it every new moon. Two days ago, we had a new moon. Did you intention? Yes, I did. Did you intention on the last full moon? Yes, I did. Did you reach the power of the energy of the sun and the moon? Because you are a part of this earth. You are a part of this energy. You are a part of everything. Nature is us. We are nature. And when we honor those things, you begin to accept more. In our lives, we can remember that integration is just as important as growth. We expect ourselves to be one way all the time, whether we're thinking about our health or even product, uh, productivity. But this is not sustainable. We have to start thinking better. We have to start thinking that... Your inner rhythms are trying to fight with, trying to fight without, or trying to fight within. Was how I say? Um, feeling run down. You're going to feel run down if you feel run down. So if you wake up and you energize yourself and you give that, give yourself that, it's better to feel run down for a minute and let yourself rest and come back with a, with the, with that rhythm. Go through those cycles. Your body goes through cycles. You know, women go through cycles. There's a reason for that. And nature evolves with cycles. You know, that 28-day period that we go through as women, we understand those things. But it changes over time. It stops at a given time. And why is that? Why does it stop? Why, does our, why do our bodies change? Well, the universe changes just like our bodies. So remember that. And when you apply... Of those things you'll apply different things and just like the law of rhythm and the law of polarity we have the law of gender the law of gender is actually uh what's the way the law of gender is it is a law of gestation when you plant a seed masculine yang, it requires time and nurturing to grow and manifest, which is the feminine yang. Patience and persistence are necessary to succeed in, an, in, in any endeavor. And many give up right before the goal is reached. Have you ever been that way in your life? I know I have been. You get right down to that, you know, getting down to the 10 yard line and then all of a sudden you just give up. You can't do that. You can't. You've got to cross that 10 yard. You've got to get to the finish line. And the law of gender has to do with the masculine and feminine energies that exist in all things. The law of polarity is the same thing. The law of gender and law of polarity to me are the same. Every yin there is a yang. For every positive there is a negative. For every up there is a down. 
as much as our society has historically operated from the masculine, mentally, we must make room just to be. And so what does that mean? To achieve your balance between the divine masculine and the divine feminine energies in order to live more authentically. You have to be able to understand the law of gender to understand the balance of masculine and feminine. We talked about it earlier. We live, women are living in a, or working in a man's world, not living in a, we're working in the man's world. So we must step up to the plate. Patience and persistence are necessary to succeed in any endeavor. Just like I said earlier, you get down to that 10 yard line. You've got to finish that last 10 yards before the plant even comes through the ground, before it grows into a tree, before it even is po to be able to produce fruit, it must go through that process. It must go through the ground, the soil, the, the earth in order to plant that, to become that tree or that foundation. And, and that kind of takes me into the tree of life. You know, the tree of life is simple. We all start out as a seed. We are all manifested from that little seed, that little pellet, that little sperm, if you want to call it that. But we all come from something. And once we grow and we produce and we do things, we all do them through these universal laws, these universal principles. Whether it's the universal 12 or the hermetic 7, it doesn't matter. They all mean the same thing. They're just, they're just explained slightly different. And that's okay. So in order to achieve your balance between the divine masculine and divine feminine, you must live more authentically. It's okay. Before you get too overwhelmed with all of this and integrating them into your life, understand and conceptualize them that in a way that makes sense to you. I talked about my perceptions of these laws and these in these principles and until I really philosophically looked at them in a different perspective I really didn't apply them to my life it took me a long time you have to do the same thing it doesn't have to be an analytical you know process understand the concept and keep it on your back burner of your mind learn how to work with them in your day-to-day -day scenarios just like everything in life, we have to learn to work with them in our own being, our own energy. You can't be someone else. You have to be yourself. The world is made up of 400 billion people, <laughs> which are different. And that, you know, there could be twins out there and part of that, but that's okay. They're different in slightly different ways. Identical twins are not fully identical. Their genetics are the same. But there is slight differences in them. I know that for a fact because I've seen it. And you too can understand that if you look closer, if you dig deeper. And that's what these universal laws are about. Understanding from your own perspective and driving your own life. Don't let someone dictate to you how to live your life. Don't let someone dictate to you how you have to live your day to day. Make your choices. Be an adult. Make your choices of your own well-being, your emotional state of mind, your authenticity, and, and always, always, always trust in yourself. When you learn to live by those laws, you will be so much better for the rest of us and so much happier around the rest of us. So take those and remember that everyone goes through cycles. We all have our ups and downs, but learn from those downs. Thank you guys for listening. I hope these made sense to you. I hope you take them on. And next week we'll go into some different topics related to um, our archangels. You know, many people don't talk about the archangels, but they're very important in our lives. So just like the universal laws, our archangels play a role in our lives. So I hope you enjoyed it. On to the next one. Have a great day, guys.